and welcome to the Polygon Show. I'm Simone Rochefort, and I'm joined today, as always, by Ashley O. Hello. Chelsea Stark. Hello. And Allegra Frank. Hello. Welcome to my studio, ladies. <laughs> Would you like some emails? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mix it up for once. Oh, yeah. We're going hard with the emails this episode. I'm going to get rid of them. Hello, Polygon Show. I'm a fellow New Yorker and work in the theater industry. My question is this. Since Hollywood's handling of video games has such a rocky track record, maybe it's time for Broadway to take its shot. What video game would you most like to see a stage musical adaptation of, as well as vice versa? Perhaps something by Lin-Manuel Miranda? Mario Anna! Mario Anna! It's a pun! Oh! No! Phantom of the Old Persona? <gasps> Assassin's parentheses Creed by Sondheim? <laughs> the possibilities are endlessly delightful and lovely. Thanks, Joseph. Oh my God, Chelsea Joseph. threw her hands up. Yeah. I don't even love that Broadway that came. much, but this is just the perfect question to start the show with. It's so light and effervescent, like a great idea. And you have to sing your answers, so not happening. Oh, um, hmm. not not. I'm just doing it for their benefit. I'm trying to think of like <laughs> a Broadway show that would be good as a game. I mean, I guess Hamilton would be fun to play. Or sad. It would be really cool to play I'm the main so character that you know is going to die at the end. I'm sorry. I'm imagining the dueling mini game that you can't win. <laughs> Wait, you is this? Win. I thought the question was the other way around. It's it, both. Either way, yeah. It's both. Oh, <laughs> musicals. Um, I'm just... trying to think of other musicals that are good. Oh no, I was just thinking about Metal Gear Solid Two, the the musical. Oh my. Describe wow. it. Describe it right yeah, now. I want, no, I don't. I want Allegra to describe it. <laughs> Yes. Mm. Um, hmm. I feel like it'd be like a classic style. So like, you know, Sondheim is a good one or like Andrew Lloyd Webber or whatever. Um, and it definitely would be about Ryden's psychological struggle to come to terms with his repressed past. No spoilers. But it seriously would be like nice three act structure. But we would skip the part with Solid Snake. We would just do the ride and stuff. <laughs> there would be the amazing part where he's doing his little like cartwheels naked mm. and mm. it would be like Equus where you actually see his dong and it would be so good so this is like your off Broadway like very avant-garde theater production where uh, you well, can have I would nudity. say very avant-garde because it does have a classic score but it does have a lot of nudity but then it does get to Broadway because the theater goers are an enlightened people. They're not afraid of the dong. You they just said that avant-garde. You only said avant-garde. It's just code for penis. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that dong, said the people <laughs> off-Broadway. And they marched to Broadway. <laughs> they took the dongs all the way to the Broadway. No! <laughs> They're so gross! I I'd like to take to a dong to Broadway. Broadway. Oh and you know what I mean? So okay, I have a good pitch for the opposite. <laughs> Please do it. Um, I think Phantom of the Opera is a pretty meh play, right? But the setting is so interesting. So I think that if we had like a very atmospheric point and click like mobile game where you're like exploring puzzles in that world. Ooh. Yes. Oh my God, Chelsea, for a second, I thought you said for the opposite. You're like <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. And I was like, vaginas, <laughs> right? No. If you're going to. Oh, and then you're like point and click. I was like, oh, never mind. That awesome. So point and click mobile game, Phantom oh of the Opera, God. very very artistic. Yes, I can't believe. It. But it, it do does it have characters? Do they feature into it? I mean, I guess you. I I saw. Do you get pianos dropped on you or chandeliers? Oh my like, God! What yes. Or you or you ride them down. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Oh. I want Chicago. As yes, a yeah. video game yeah. where you're like play. you're trying to establish your your own dance career. Um, so it's like part part like s sort of a sim game where you're, you're like picking costumes and choreographing acts and stuff and trying to get to auditions and things like that. And then of course half I don't know half like oh. Phoenix Wright legal <laughs> game. Where you're trying to get Roxy off the stand. Oh my god. Or you could just no, it could just be a game where you play as Billy Flynn. Oh. That's just Ooh. the the like courtroom stuff. Oh, oh 
I was going to say, actually, because I also was thinking of Chicago, but I was thinking of before that. So before they take the stage, you get to um, play like these like little mini sections, right, of all the women who basically killed their husbands. Yes. Oh, it's yeah. a murder game. I, yeah. And was, you go through oh. all of them each chapter. I would love that, even if it was WarioWare style mini games where you murdered all the guys. Yes. Oh, that's really good. I think it would be great. God. Yes. What other musicals do we know? I mean, I like musicals to I an love extent. Musicals. Although watching let's people sing makes me uncomfortable. But what about the other right. way around? Yes, exactly. Yeah. What video games can we turn into musicals? I um, was thinking Gone Home because I was thinking Fun Home, and Gone Home could be a Fun Home esque musical. Fun Home. Ooh. Uh, fun Home. Have you read the graphic novel? No. Okay, it's by Alison Bechtel of the Bechtel Test. Oh. Um, and it's a memoir about growing up in a funeral home um, and sort of discovering that she is a lesbian and dealing with that while also living among dead bodies all the time. <laughs> um, so it's like, you know, about like coming of age struggle. And Gone Home is sort of like that, except it's like after the fact where you're watching the coming of age struggle that your sister went through. Yeah. Um, so that would be cool to like maybe actually show the sister's yeah. perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. That would be, oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, from Katie's I, point of view? Or no, no. What's the sister's name? God, I don't remember. I just remember Captain Allegra, which was her character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I have two. Give them to me. Okay. One of them is if we made a musical out of Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> And all of the lyrics that come out of it. only his mouth, not his sister, because his sister, I think, talks like a normal bit bandicoot. Uh, <laughs> normal bandicoot. But everything he says is just like, wow, wow, wow. And it's just nothing but that. And it'll so it sounds actually a great deal like my cat whenever he's about to throw up, which is the oh, wow, wow sound. It's very haunting. So we could do that Beautiful. for like a full hour and a half. Or we could do the Bubsy musical, and it's a story Bubsy, yeah. about redemption, coming back from your 90s stint in fame, clawing back to rehab. <laughs> I you know? have several follow-up questions for you. No, one follow-up question. What type of music is the Bubsy musical? Is it like a classic show tunes? Oh, is it a rock musical? Yeah, it's show tunes. Classic show tunes, Show Bubsy tunes musical. with uh, lots of stage props. Sort of props. like Death of a Salesman, but like... <laughs> Musical. No, <laughs> but musical. Well, because it's sad. Oh, I haven't seen oh Death of Salesman. Oh god, it's so fucking. Scary. Well, now I'm thinking of the Simpsons version of a streetcar named Desire. Oh my oh, god, I love that, that should be a musical. One. New yes. Orleans, man. New Orleans, <laughs> just like they say it down south. <laughs> That's how they say it in the song. <laughs> All right, so next good. question. Dear Polygon Show, I was watching TV the other day and commercial for Pepsi Zero Sugar came on. This what? is obviously a response to Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. As my foremost gaming experts on soda, I was wondering if any of you have tried it and what your thoughts are about it and Pepsi in general. Thanks, Andrea. Mm. The Did email was titled, like Pepsi? What, about Pepsi? what About Pepsi? What About Pepsi? Okay, never well, broached number one. Have not tried Pepsi Zero Sugar. I had no idea that they released that. It probably is definitely a response to Coke Zero Sugar. Number two, I don't care if I'm the only person in the world, but I like Pepsi. <gasps> I think it tastes really good. Oh my! Because God. Coke, regular ass Coke, has this disgusting, lingering like saccharin, your teeth are melting wow. sensation. But Pepsi, like Coke Zero, is crisp and it stops and it's less sweet and it's good. And I like Pepsi, and I don't give a fuck who knows it. Oh my god, this I, is actually scandalous. I, I think I don't feel like that's that's. I like, I like Pepsi. I don't. When I drank sodas more often, occasionally I would crave a Pepsi. Yeah. If so, I had a choice, let, let's put it this way: between Coke or Pepsi, I would choose Pepsi. How did you <gasps> feel when you found out that Vox Media was a Coca-Cola office instead of a Pepsi? I mean, office? that's pretty typical. I think Pepsi is not very. I feel like it was popular in like the nineties. Yeah. Mm. And then not anymore. Yeah. I. I thought because, like, the South, and my experience growing up, was that Coke dominated there, so I always assumed other parts of the country had more Pepsi. So I think Ashley's right, because I remember as a kid, like a little kid, I loved Pepsi. And I think it's just because it was, like, more common. 
But then I grew up and I learned. There was a lot more wow. marketing around yeah. Pepsi when I was younger too. The Pepsi and I think challenge. like now like it's just I feel like Coke has sort of come back. Mm-hmm. I feel like Coca-Cola was always the cool one when I was a kid and also like there that. was never a, a a moment in my life where I was like, "Oh yeah, Pepsi, that cool beverage, but Coca-Cola." It's Coca-Cola, man. It's because of all the cocaine in it. And I was like, <laughs> I I want to be like my peers and do cocaine. Yes. <laughs> and I did. I think I was I'm late here. to the Coca train. So, so. Ashley, wait. In this, <laughs> I was born train. in the, the 1800s, so I was around at the time when Coca-Cola was made of cocaine. So I can relate. Any 1800s kids can relate. <laughs> um, Sorry, Chelsea, what? No, no. That was way better. Uh, I was going to ask Ashley in the ranking, if you added Dr. Pepper to the mix, how do you feel about that? Oh, no. I like Dr. Pepper, too. Really? I love Dr. Pepper. That's like par with Pepsi and Coke? Oh, well, I might. Okay. It's a brown soda. Oh, okay, in terms of brown sodas. <laughs> oh, they're all the same because they're brown here, sodas. Here are my brown wow, soda ranking. To that. This is like only if I had a choice. Only if there was like a fridge stocked full of everything. And and it's all free, okay? And it's all mm-hmm. free. I would choose Pepsi, okay, in terms of brown soda. <laughs> Wait, no, fuck. Sorry. Wild cherry. Pepsi or Wild Cherry Coke ranks at the top. I always get that when I go to movie theaters. I know you hate Cherry Electra. Wild Cherry very, Pepsi would you, sounds like my nightmare. I would choose Wild that and then Pepsi. Wild Cherry Pepsi is better than Cherry Coke. I agree. I don't know if there's a... I'd have to taste test them against each other. Oh, but they're still... Well, now like we both. know what we're doing next week on the Polygon show. Oh. But anyway, Dr. Pepper, I feel like, is fine. I don't have it that often, but it's fine. Sometimes love, it's a good treat. That was something I burned out on during college that I drank too much of. <gasps> My Let's friends always bought it. Talk about what we're playing this week. No, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> we're playing Dr. Pepper. If you can make a Dr. Pepper game, Ashley, uh, I that would be weird. Nobody would buy it. Why? I'm sure people would buy it. There so was. Why already... wouldn't anyone want to buy my game? Yeah, and there was already a Cool Spot video game. Yeah. from Seven Up. I I guess after the success of Ashley's potato game. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason that people wouldn't buy her her Dr. Pepper from game the creator as well. of the potato game <laughs> comes the Dr. Pepper from, game from Pant Studio. Oh, right, yeah, it's Dishonored to, Dishonored Tuber. I because it's a potato. I just found something very. Confusing. I guess you gotta hash it out. I, I got it. Oh my God, Chelsea! <laughs> wow! Wow! Why did you? That was really sneaky. I didn't notice that. <laughs> she lives to hurt me. She lives. Oh. So I may die. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I just found out that Dr. Pepper is partnering with Sonic, the fast food company, to create some kind of national... I, it's Dr. Pepper, Sonic, and National Treasure, and they're doing some kind of weird promotional... Olympic like, Games? National game. Treasure? No. The movie? Yeah. I think so. Um, no, it's like a one of those National scavenger hunt, like buy things and get stuff games, mm. I think. Uh, I can't look into this right now because I will go down the rabbit hole. Nicholas uh, for Cage will pop up at the end. He will, and it will be very upsetting to me. Uh, okay, <laughs> Ashley, tell us about Escape Goat 2, which is what you're playing this week. It is. I bought it on uh, PSN because it was on sale for like 2 or $3. It was like, why not? And yet I've you haven't of... bought Florence yet. I know. <laughs> I'm very actually. bad with mobile games, actually. I'm more willing to buy, like, console or PS4 before I go on my phone, which is weird. Um, but anyway, I know of Escape Goat, the first one. It was highly recommended to me by a couple friends. Um, and I actually started playing Escape Goat 2 because I was having an extremely, extremely bad, bad time. I... St- it, let me put it this way. Escape Goat 2 is very good for when you have a lot of anxiety, mm-hmm. a lot of like very pressing, all-consuming anxiety. And it is like, it's fairly simple. It's just like you're a little goat. You, all you can do is just kind of like jump, um, move a couple things around. Then eventually you get this like mouse friend that helps you out. Aww. But it's just like, yeah, you go through like each kind of dungeon and solve it like it's its own puzzle. And then you kind of like make your way through to try to get out. Um, it's really, really relaxing. I feel like it's a good, so if you need a game to throw yourself into to forget about your crushing, miserable depression and anxiety and how your life is on fire, I think our audience you should can relate to that. definitely mm-hmm. play this game. I think it's relaxing. I like the music. That's cool. cute. So I, I don't experience a lot of puzzle platformers that are actually chill games as opposed mm-hmm. to like 
anxiety-inducing games. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm intrigued by this because I want something that fills that gap. Yeah, I I really like that the option. So they tell you very early on, right, um, that there's always an option, like, at least for the PlayStation 4 version, where if you touch the touchpad, like, you die, but it's essentially, like, to restart the room. Mm. So it's kind of, like, very low stakes. You don't have any set lives. There's no points. It's just, like... You know, if you ever get to a point where you're like, ah, shit, I shouldn't have done that. You just, like, restarted it. It's, like, very, it's challenging enough, but it's not stressful. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like you can kind of go at your own pace and not feel pressured. Polygon said, a scapegoat, too, made me feel brilliant. Who wrote this review? Cool. Uh, I've literally never heard of this series. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I feel like you might recognize the art. (laughs) Oh, Danielle wrote this review. Yay. Wow, Danielle. Danielle. Let me see. Um, no, I've never seen this. Well, you should play it. It is also, I mean, it was originally on Steam, I believe. And then it is on Steam. Escape Goat 2 is $10 on Steam, and Escape Goat is uh, $5 on Steam. That's but you said, cool. Is it on sale on PS4 right now? Um, I don't know. Do I need to log even in immediately? It, even if the... it isn't, it's pretty cheap, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's probably like less than $10. That's really cool. Um, but, and, yes. But. I need to say about Escape Goat 2, sometimes you go in, right, and you're trying to es- obviously escape, but then you find these other sheep sometimes, Ooh. so you need to, like, help, like, sort of release them, and, like, it, it, it's strangely, like, spiritual, because I remember I walked into the shi- <laughs> this shiny, like, little orb, and I was like, oh, what is this? Is this, like, a power-up? And I walked in it, and then my screen flashed white, and it said, sheep soul orb released, and I was like, <gasps> Wow! I released a sheep soul. Saving lives. <laughs> this actually sounds so weird and absurd and good. It's nice. Yeah. And you're also still playing Overwatch. Oh my god, when will it stop? Yes, I am still playing Overwatch. Is the Lunar New Year event still happening? Uh, it is. It's happening. They extended it for a little bit this year. I, d- I think it's ending like next week. I mm. need my free box! Oh my god! I already got uh, a lot again. of really nice skins. There's a really cute Roadhog emote. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have seen it. Nope. Um, but it's Roadhog, and he like looks around, and then he takes a Pachimari out of his pocket, and then he like plays with it and like kind of giggles, no! and then he puts it in his pocket and like looks around and makes sure no one saw. No! It's very. That's cute. so cute. Ah! I don't know. I'm really happy to be off the Overwatch train right now. I guess. It's, it's less stressful. Even though it means I'm like playing less. It was it was really filling that that like part of my life where there was a game that I was playing on a regular basis, but it is I don't know. I feel like when this summer when I kind of like reached my peak of Overwatch, it just got to be too much. Mm-hmm. Like when I was watching Emmett play it and then watching the World Cup and or the World Cup preliminaries, I think it was happening in, in mm-hmm. summer and then playing it myself is just like ah it's so much. I'm like tired. I'm watching the Overwatch League and also playing Overwatch. It's it's a lot, but it's even yeah. more so. Like if you stayed away from the game and you're like looking to come back, like I do have to say that they've made so many significant character changes. Well, they've killed the, Mercy. So yes, the meta is extremely extremely different now. And I have to learn a whole new game. Yeah, it's it's almost like it, but I don't know. It's not terrible without her, but there's no more insta-res, no more turning the tide. Allegra, you are playing real fishing, too. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I should say am playing, but maybe, maybe. Um, So (laughs) I I hope to continue playing. So my friend, uh, I'll give him a plug. My friend Andrew has a Twitch show called Night Fishing. Uh, that's like a late night. Basically, the premise of the show is like, it's so chill to just like hang out and do some fishing. Mm-hmm. And like, let it's Saturday night. You want to just hang out because you're alone in your apartment and it's dark, and you don't want to. You don't want to just like be in the dark by yourself in the quiet. So you can just watch some fishing. It's very cathartic and relaxing. Oh, you're wait. You're watching somebody play real fishing. No, no, no. I played no, it. You played real fish. But there is the premise of the show. The premise is like of the it's show. a Twitch stream. Okay. So oh, yeah, I on the stream. So I was on the stream and we played Real Fishing 2, which is an old PlayStation game. It's on like PlayStation. Like you can play it on PS3. Um I and- just got so like 
I, I blanked out for like one second of your story, and I thought that there was this like game that was a meta game where you were watching a Twitch oh, stream no, in the game, no, no, and no, I was no, like, no. Whoa, Whoa. An <laughs> That sounds weird, but um, no, yeah. You, okay, this sounds like a game that you would play, where a you play where a I'm person watch- sitting in an apartment, and they're depressed. And they start watching, they start like browsing Twitch and watching Twitch streams. Okay, actually, that does sound amazing. Whoa. Sorry, we're going to talk game. about that later. Anyway, that sounds like a good game. You were on Andrew's stream playing Real Fishing. Playing too. Real Fishing. So we were taking turns, like going back and forth. So basically, you're like a fisherman and you're trying to catch fish at different locations. And you kind of just cast your line. And then the screen will like cut to black if you like get a bite. And then you have to like try and reel in the fish, yeah. which is kind of hard. While the screen is black. No, it like oh, okay. then it you'll see the fish. Yeah. Like the only way you know that you have a fish on the line is like the screen will go black. Um, so sometimes you can just be staring at this really ugly polygonal sea mm, for a while. It is pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of hard to like reel the fish in. He was extremely bad at it. But me, as a pro gamer, uh, I was very good at this game. I kept reeling in the fish. And I'd be like, damn, I got another one. I got another one. I would get like big rare fish. And basically, Big you are trying fish. to like fill out your fishing notebook. Hey, um, would you say they were real, real big, big fish? fish? <laughs> Damn, I messed that up. <laughs> wow, thank you, Ashley. That is a pun where I I can abide by. You're but. welcome. <laughs> so yeah, um, it was fun. It was just a very chill, old school, random game. And I like games like that. I feel like I don't play enough games that like have a really simplistic point. Like the mm-hmm. game would just kind of let you fish for a while. There's no pressure. There's no points or anything. You're just collecting fish, and then the it'd be like fish. time to stop fishing. Oh and my then god! You go back to your cabin, and then you can check out your fish. Wait, it day. tells you? Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> what? I'm enamored with this. It's really like gentle. It's just like, okay, it's time, time to stop. stop fishing. And then you go back into your cabin, you can just chill out and like there's a calendar so the fish change over Can the you of the cook year. the fish? Nope. Ugh. There's you, no eating of the fish. I want to do a cooking fish sim. You know what this That's reminds me of? I just read uh, Big Two-Hearted River by Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> um, and I've never really been into fishing. Like, I've been fishing once, and it was miserable and very cold and rainy that day, and we didn't really catch anything. So I've been kind of mystified by Hemingway's love for fishing. But then I read this story, which is basically all about his character going on a fishing trip in the middle of the wilderness. And it made me kind of understand the appeal of it, like that methodical nature of mm-hmm. like baiting and waiting, baiting and waiting, baby. Um, <laughs> a bait and wait. That's what I'm always doing. <laughs> no, Ashley looks so upset. That sounds like a like a criminal offense. Me that at does... the bar on a Friday That's night. What I was gonna say. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I don't know, man. I took it to a darker place. <laughs> yeah, you, I was thinking of like a like a. Murder? No, nope, no. Nope. I'm not even gonna. You know, it's fine. Fishing to catch a predator situation. Uh, Simone, no, you, but yes. Do you know people fish off the piers in East River, like the ferry stop that I get on on and off no! of every day? I see, always see fishing poles there, and I'm like, why? Can I go watch the fishermen? Yeah, you sure? That can. sounds great. Let's go. I don't. Take I the would not eat anything that lived in the, fi- river. the fish river. The East River. <laughs> the East River. The East River. Don't full of good shit. I've never seen a dead body. <laughs> um, how, yet. How did we get to the? I guess technically I have. How, but oh we were just God. talking about fishing. We're, yeah, I was but we were talking river. about the pleasures of fishing. The well, I was just saying there's fishing, fishing right in your own. I could. You're saying I could go fishing. I wouldn't, yeah, I guess. Or I could play Real Fishing 2 or Real Fishing 3. Allegro, why didn't you play that one? There's a third one. I don't know. I found by Googling it. Anyway. <laughs> let's why didn't we start with Real Fishing 1? I'm going to cut you off. Oh, God. Please continue. Wounded Simone. No, do you want to go back and play Real Fishing 1 and then talk about do. that? All right, get out of here. I'll need you here. Lightning round time o'clock. <laughs> this is from Almighty Boob. Oh, what are birds? My cat. What are frogs? We were just talking. <laughs> you just said frogs. Yeah. No, wait, I'm no, so sorry. That's not the fucking question. I Ashley, know. what are birds? Go. We just had, we rehashed no. this conversation when we were waiting to come into the studio. I don't think Simone wants to hear it. About the bears? Because <laughs> last week Simone asked, what are bears? Are bears dogs? Ashley and I were very upset. We have proven there are there is a relationship between bears and dogs. They are both of the carnivora Family. All animals are either dogs or cats or humans. Except for birds. 
I think. That's because true. Because we, Ashley, oh, that wait, are you saying question. all mammals or animals? I'm going to revise my statement <laughs> so that it says mammals. <laughs> And uh, I think the audience, upon playing back this episode, will find that I definitely, definitely said mammals. Whales are mammals. You're a mammal. And she whales. Is. It's true. It's so <laughs> they Okay, listen. The creatures of the sea don't even count as Earth life. This they is are how basically aliens. <laughs> None of you take it a biology course. I, I was bad at science. All I can say is birds are dinosaurs. Yes, oh yes, God. that is true. Wait, mm -hmm. But I do not like them as much as dinosaurs because I feel that they have no. Well, I guess they I do mean, have we can, empathy. We don't know if they have. We feathers. can start with what aren't birds. Anything wait, wait, good. What's the email? Just what are birds? This is a lightning round, first of all. So oh. <laughs> let's uh, take it back to the top. Lightning round from Almighty Boob. What are birds? Allegra, go. Uh, they're dinosaurs, and also I hate them. Uh, Chelsea, go. Future nuggets. Past nuggets? Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Do you eat, like, oh. pigeon nuggets? Do you eat ostrich nuggets? Yes. Those eat, are birds. I've, eat, I've eaten ostrich jerky pretty Birds good. exist Crows on an infinity continuum where they're always about to be nuggets <laughs> and they're nuggets in the past. Pre and post nuggets. Oh, I'm my mind is literally exploding right now. <laughs> birds. Birds are our friends. Birds exist outside of time. <laughs> No, they oh don't. My, yes, they do. So angry. Yes, they do. No, they don't. I think Simone shouldn't be allowed to talk about animals. Anymore. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> Birds and nuggets in the past and in the future at the same time. Wait, no, they're not. Yes, they are. <laughs> they're, they're. I'm so sad we're not live this week because <laughs> Ashley's face. Oh my god. Ashley, what are birds? They're our friends. Okay. okay. Good. Good job. Next there are question. friends. Birds are friends, not food. Let's take a moment to talk about Quip. Hey, Allegra. Hi. Do you have a mouth? Uh, unfortunately, I do. Can I see it? It's right here, Simone. Oh, man, Look girl. Look the kisser here. There's the kisser. <laughs> you got to take care of those teeth, you know? That, that's the thing about teeth is that, I mean, not that you're not taking care of your I teeth. I seriously feel really <laughs> bad already. Do you feel already. called out right now? I feel very seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, here's a way that you can go about your day feeling like you can smile at the world with your beautiful, beautiful mouth. It's Quip. It is an electric toothbrush that combines dentistry and design to make a better electric toothbrush. Uh, it packs just the right amount of vibrations into a slimmer design at a fraction of the cost of bulkier traditional electric toothbrushes. Hmm. Do you know what my favorite thing about Quip is? What? Well, it is a, a, an electric toothbrush, obviously, so mm. it, it buzzes. But when it at, when it wants you to change sides of your mouth, there's like a little pulse like in the vibration. So you're like, oh no, I've been brushing this side for enough time. <gasps> is I just that it. what that means? Yes, that's what that means. Oh my god, I would just brush that side faster because I have a quip. Uh, I would just brush that side You're harder. You're ignoring the signal. Is that why my mouth isn't great yet? That's why ha That's why one quarter of your mouth is beautiful. Okay. And can the rest I... of it is just bad. <laughs> can I tell you my favorite thing about my quip? Yep. So as you said, it both is slim and it vibrates. And I personally relate to that because I do both of those things. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel everywhere. So it, you can both place it in your bathroom, it'll hang out there, and then you can just pop that right off the wall, pop it right into your suitcase, and take it with you. Unlike, like, say, a non-electric toothbrush where you just put it in a bag and then you're yeah. like, oh, gross things are probably happening in there. No, it's safe in its sanitary little case. Uh, which means you can bring it to work with you, you can bring it to the gym, you can bring it on a trip. That's awesome. And because the thing that cleans your mouth should also be clean, Quip subscription plan refreshes your brush on a dentist's recommended schedule. So they deliver new brush heads to you every three months for just $5. And that includes free shipping worldwide. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. If you moved overseas, 
today, could, you could be, you could still brushes. get your new brushes and still have those beautiful, beautiful teeth. I was thinking about moving overseas, and it was really just like, what about my toothbrush? What am what I going to do? It? So now I can go. I've set your mind at rest. Quip is backed by a network of over ten thousand dental professionals, including dentists, hygienists, and dental students who are learning how to take care of you in the future. Most toothbrushes don't get named one of Time Magazine's best inventions of the year, but Quip did, and you yourself can find out why if you go to getquip.com slash polygon right now quip starts at just 25 dollars, and you can get your first refill pack free with a quip electric toothbrush at getquip.com slash polygon that is again g-e-t-q-u-i-p.com slash polygon allegra hi simone how's it going do you feel like you need more sleep you, you noticed, right? You I, look like you need more sleep. I do, yeah. Sorry I'm nagging you so hard today. It's okay. You're a beautiful person. But you need you need to have an easier time falling asleep. And I can tell you how you can zonk out more easily. It's Mattress Firm. Oh, please tell me more. I'm so tired. They're America's neighborhood mattress store. They let oh. you stretch your budget further when you're looking for new ways to improve your sleep. You know, I think I do literally have one in my neighborhood. I've actually it's talked your, about this before. I said it's your neighborhood mattress. It store. is. What did you think I was talking about? I don't know. I thought you might be joking, but you're not. You're, I, this is there true. are no jokes in Mattress Firm, unless you want to tell them. I'm sure they're very fun. They are more than mattress experts, though. They have the whole package that helps you transform your mattress into a bed. From adjustable bases and sheets to headboards and bedroom decor. So you're not, you won't just be lying on your sad mattress in mm-hmm. your room. You'll be lying in your magnificent bed in your boudoir, <gasps> looking around you thinking, yes, I am truly at home now. I have always wanted a boudoir. You could have a boudoir. They have you covered literally and figuratively in your boudoir. <laughs> Go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to see what deals are happening right immediately now and they even offer a 120 night sleep trial to ensure perfection in your boudoir and a 120 night low price guarantee so you know that you paid the perfect price wow that's 119 more nights than i've slept in a long time that's really sad Mm -hmm. you need a bed do again go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast that is m-a-t-t-r-e-s-s-f-i-r-m.com slash podcast to learn how your sleeping could be monumentally improved and uh well we are still awake here so let's go back to the polygon show this is from the elusive sean most (laughs) romanceable non-romanceable persona character oh oh chelsea Hmm. Kanji. Mm. Yeah. Allegra. Koromaru, the dog. Ryuji. <laughs> Yosuke. Y'all yeah. knew what I was going to say. I knew. All right. Uh, this is from Clint Bingham. What video game IP would you most like to play as a real life sim slash experience? Like Allegra's wedding at TGS. So, the, so an, a video game that we could turn into a sort of weird role playing experience. Fucking Bioshock. Ooh, that'd be scary. Yeah, we were talking about uh, Broadway plays. I was like, mm-hmm. what if Sleep No More was a bio, like they had a Bioshock spinoff? Oh my God. Oh, <gasps> 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 <laughs> it's going to have the most intense and your, emotion. And your masks were all like the scary rapture party goer masks of like the, the splicers. The splicers. If I yeah. could have a night in rapture, I would. You would have a real night in Rapture. Oh, I would have a night in Rapture. <laughs> Ashley, what about you? Wow, that was so exciting. Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed would be pretty cool. Hell yeah. I feel like any anything historical, I would immediately like mm. love. Like, like, you know at Natural History Museums where they have those life-size models of towns and you can like walk into shops and stuff? What? Mm. <laughs> yeah, girl. Go to Who? the Natural History Museum in uh, Victoria. <laughs> And not in the one in New York. It doesn't have that. That's true. It's, uh, wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about towns? like historical village kind of reenactment shit, like going to Plymouth? Kind of, except so in the uh, Victoria Natural History Museum in British Columbia, there is basically this enormous space that they've recreated to be a street from the 1800s, and you can go into the shops and like look at all. And so each shop is kind of like oh. when you 
its own exhibit. So there's like a tailor and you walk in there and you can kind of look around at all the tailor accoutrement um, and you just walk down the cobblestone street in this cool ass town and it is it's the best. Do I they, think every museum should do, have one. Do they have a candy store? I don't remember if they have a candy I, do store. They have a, I want to go into an old-fashioned I know they have a train store. station. A what? <gasps> train station. Oh, that's so cool. It's very train cool. Station. That's not a candy store. It's so cool. It's so I cool. don't care. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I digress. Uh, video games, and we want a real-life sim. Uh, Chelsea, you said Bioshock. Yes. And sleep no more, so I won't call on you again. <laughs> Thanks. Just to summarize that. Good, I didn't have another answer. Yeah, good. Allegra, what about you? Uh, oh, my God, Katamari. Because I've always wanted to do like one of those human sized like hamster balls, but I, I'm imagining that, but I'm pushing the ball from the outside and like it collects stuff Ooh, and then just yeah. gets like bigger and bigger. Like it starts out as oh a small god, ball. Oh my god, wait, yeah, you should be in front of like um, a ball that moves that's like stationary, yeah. but it moves and then you're on a treadmill, so you're like running and walking and you can steer with the ball. Yeah! Yes. That would be really fun. Here's a thought. Stardew Valley, except it's like a day vacation experience where you just like go out and spend a day on the farm and like Ugh. go out and work for a town. day on the farm in the hot sun. This is like those camps <laughs> they sell to people that want to disconnect from the internet. Exactly. And that's what Stardew Valley is all about is like getting in touch with this like simplistic country life. So you could like go into the mines and look for gems. I'd be the person who would get really sick at like noon and then have to go to bed and miss the rest of the day. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, this question is from Butterzar. I really loved a normal lost phone and wolf and white van. Do you guys have any more recommendations? Maybe make it a regular segment. So this I'm going to throw right to Allegra. <laughs> are my recommendations. Yep. Wait, Wolf and White Van's a book, right? It is. I think I actually... I've talked about it before on oh. the show. I, did, I, I definitely remember you I talking remember about that. it. I don't remember you talking about it, but it's weird because that's a book I bought a year and a half ago and I still haven't read, but it's like the next... I saw it on your nightstand. Oh, did, oh, you, that's did you read it? When I was, no, I didn't read it at your house. Remember my cat sat for her? Yeah, no, I but, saw it on your nightstand I know, and I now it's that you cat sat for me and I knew you were in my house <laughs> and my bed for a week. What? Uh, and I was in Japan. And yet, and yet, and yet. <laughs> anyway, I didn't read it at Chelsea's house. I borrowed it from the library. My house is not the library. When it came out. <laughs> Chelsea's house to clarify is not a library. Wolf and White Vans, excellent. Um, <laughs> I'm just picturing Chelsea's cat, Vegas, is the librarian. And you go up to Vegas and you're like, can I check this out, please? <laughs> she puts her little paw in an ink pad and she like puts it on the inside. Oh, so cute. You have one week. <laughs> one. Oh my God, that would be so cute. Um, God, let me think of a recommendation that isn't Florence, the only good game ever made. I mean, we could, that stands repeating since we're not talking about it and what we're playing. Like, Florence That's is true. in the same vein of those games. Florence on iOS only. is perfect, um, and everyone perfect narrative should play experience. it. Yes. I've been thinking, um, yeah, so everyone should be playing Florence, but also I have been thinking about graphic novels a lot lately. And. I'm trying to think of one that I read that I recently was super, super into. Oh, okay. I was talking to someone about this. I'm really into, again, Jillian Tamaki, who is great. I feel like people who are into games would love her art style. It's very similar to like Florence in that it's like manga-esque. And her best book, by my estimation, is called Super Mutant Magic Academy, which is like teens and also mutants and monsters and stuff that are all like in this private school together. It's kind of like X-Men, I guess, because they have mm -hmm. like different powers, but it's really funny and sweet and like they're just, it's like X-Men without like fights. It's like basically four panel comics. It's a high school like, AU. Yeah, learning to like love and learning to like be okay with themselves and coming to, you know, the usual coming of age yeah, bullshit yeah. that I like. Uh, so that would be my other recommendation. Like that would that. be a really fun video game. All right, let's talk about some news. Uh, so our general rule for news is if we don't have feelings about it, we don't talk about it. Um, and I know Allegra has some feelings <laughs> about uh, our Metal Gear ranking list that just went up on Polygon where uh, every Metal Gear game was ranked. Mm -hmm. Tell me where uh, your favorite game, your second favorite game, Metal Gear Solid 2, came on that list. I don't want to throw the article under the bus. I think it's a fantastically well-written article. You're not shitting on the article. Jer Article's great. Jeremy Parrish wrote it. He does, he... He's one of my favorite writers. Yes. I great love writer. him. 
I just don't like his opinions, but that's fine. That's how life works. And Metal Gear Solid 2, out of 21 games. You can still be friends. We're still friends, Jeremy. I love you. There's 21 games on the list. Metal Gear Solid 2, the second best game ever made out of two good games in existence, was number 14. And this girl cannot abide. But you haven't played Metal Gear Solid 3. I'm okay with that. But that's like... The I'm okay with... If, if, if the top three was Metal Gear Solid 3, Metal Gear Solid 1, Metal Gear Solid 2, I'm okay. But I'm saying that that, that was, no, sorry to spoil it, the number one game. I know. And so I'm saying, like, what if you just went to play the next one in the series? What if it usurped your love for Metal yeah. Gear Solid 2? I would still think Metal Gear Solid 2 would need to be the second best game. Okay. I don't know. This You've is got like 21 when, more games. This is like exactly when when I was little and I saw The Lion King for the first time. I remember saying <coughs> sorry. I remember saying so choked up with emotion that um, <laughs> Lion King will always be my favorite movie ever. No matter what movie comes out after. And the thing is is that like I think about it now. I haven't seen The Lion King in a long time also because I can't take that fucking Mufasa scene. It just too sad but I think about it and I'm just like okay you've seen a lot of movies since The Lion King but honestly like The Lion King still pretty good (laughs) I think it's still pretty good now like not the top but it's like still pretty good but yeah this just reminds me of just like no this is always gonna be the best stop it it's the best one Um, literally Metal Gear Solid 2 I don't again I do not care it does not have to be number one on the list it just does not have to be number 14. Why? How are there 13? 13? Number 14. What if it was 14. in the top 10? No. No. no, what if it were number 13? I would still be very upset. If it were okay. number 11, I would be even more mad, I think. Okay, what number, if it can't be number one, and it can't be number two? I'd be okay with number three. So that's the lowest it can go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Well, uh, a Sonic the Hedgehog movie is coming out in 2019. Is it? It's animated, right? I mean, it's hybrid. It's uh, half live action. No, that's worse. Sonic kisses a woman part two. Yeah, yeah, probably going to a real live human this time. Yeah, a live woman. Oh my god, live human, real live, red blooded baby. Wait, wait, where are you getting this information? Is that real? Yeah, man. Well, not the. We're not sure about the kissing, but why would you? Why would you spread that misinformation? (laughs) Because he kissed a woman before. Yeah, it's very disturbing. When he had a very weird relationship with a human named Amy. I was thinking about this. Oh my god, that would be weird. Oh my god, Amy crosses over into the human world, and finally he's in love with her because he's only attracted to human women. Sorry, got uh, it. Nailed in one. But I was thinking about this. Oh, wait, that's she right. Is. What is the name of the human woman? I forgot. Wait, so Sonic crap, crosses over into the real world. Was it? Oh, oh my god, god, I don't do you know think the premise. Do you think it's gonna be like um that that episode of SpongeBob where SpongeBob <gasps> and Patrick go in the real world? It's just a dried up yellow sponge and a starfish on I a stick. I love yes. that. Oh, so this is like an actual little hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, a blue hedgehog. And oh. then a do- uh, a man with a giant like bald head with orange hair. Comes no, just up. like an egg that's painted yeah. and has like a, a mustache. Yes. <laughs> Okay, That's, this is horrifying. Who would you who would you cast to play Sonic? Oh, what is that Ryan child's name? No, he's not a child. Oh. Spider Man. Spider Man. Tom oh. Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah. I thought someone like like Ew. that shitty fake edgy like Joel McHale. Ugh. Wait, he's are good- we are we? For real, like the voice of Sonic, who would we cast, yeah. or who would we cast to be like dressed up in blue paint? Oh, <laughs> as in a live, a truly live. I still live. say oh Joel McIlver. <laughs> Fuck! Oh, I hate that. Tobias. Oh, he's the <laughs> only Cross. man. I would love to hear his Sonic the Hedgehog voice by David Cross. <laughs> oh my god! And he's just like. Being very anxious about oh my, chili dogs. That would be so good. He'd get painted again and be like, I just went too fast. Instead <laughs> of blew myself. That's a arrested de- development. <laughs> what? You know what? I just went too fast. I came too fast. That's what no! I said. No. No. Damn it. All right. Ashley, Overwatch League Stage 2. Oh, what an exciting time, gang. So- what an exciting time. <laughs> 
really? Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> so a lot of the teams have new rosters or new players uh, that are yeah. being signed, and one of I them think, is Gagory. Yes, I think the biggest thing with her being signed, I, I was really shocked, and I did not expect her to sign with the Shanghai Dragons. If you don't know anything about uh, the Overwatch, Overwatch League, this team hasn't won a single game. Mm-hmm. Not in Stage 1 and not in the first Stage mm-hmm. 2 games yesterday. It is very sad. I, after a while, like, I, I just feel really horrible for them. I just, I really want them to win one, and I feel really terrible. But she's really talented. Uh, they also, like, signed on a bunch of other players, and I think, like, a lot of the other teams are also expanding. So I think... I am excited at least to see like team comp changing and different types of people like coming in, um, changing up basically like what it was before. Um, Gregory, I don't know if she's still gonna play Zarya for them, but um, but she might just be general tank. I heard she's playing Diva a lot too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard but, she does um, Roadhog too. Yeah, a lot of people are saying like, oh, I hope she carries the team, and I'm like, oh, but that's also sort of unfair don't. because they're trying so hard and uh. everyone's trying so hard. Yeah, I guess that feels kind of sad, like, because she's the top, like, one of the absolute top Overwatch players in the world. And this is the absolute worst Overwatch team in the league, so they're kind of like, you guys aren't good at all, so we have to, like, literally get the best to save you. Maybe it puts less pressure on her if, like, they're not going to win anyway. She can't. (laughs) This is a terrible. That being said, I'm glad that that she's getting a chance to to play on the world stage. That's super cool and definitely important. Um, do you have any feelings about the other players, new players that are signed? Well, let's see. Well, there are a lot more Korean players. Ha ha ha. <laughs> what does that mean? That's exactly what it means. They're just, they're it, everywhere. It means what it means. Ha 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 ha. Oh, they're so good at games. So it was funny. I actually tried to talk to my mom about this because, like, you know, like that's on the news sometimes, right? About like this burgeoning esports thing in Korea. And I tried to talk to my mom about it. And, and basically, over barbecue, she kind of was like, what? What? A frog? Because kegudi means frog in Korean. Mm. Oh. And she's like, what frog game? She's like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Cor- Korea's. Making a lot of games recently. I'm like, that's not what I was saying, but that's okay. Oh. Thank you for trying. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for trying, Mom. We're moving on. Now. Any level of understanding with parents when it comes to the, just the, this industry in yes. general? Yes. Last night I had a dream. I have very either terrifying dreams or very mundane ones. And this one was we were recording this podcast right now. Ooh. And we phoned in Allegra's mom. <gasps> and I heard her voice. And she said, yes, hello, this is Elizabeth. And then she proceeded to just talk for like five, ten minutes about her feelings on Mario, a Mario movie, how she feels about games. And I remember clapping and being like, Betty, yes. I'm so glad you called in. And I woke up and I was like, Jesus Christ. Oh my God. You really want this to happen. That's so specific. You you talked this into reality. We should definitely call our parents on this show sometime oh yeah definitely my my dad asked me about what the nintendo switch was like two weeks ago so he's the perfect guest we should just have our parents be our representatives and they can answer the questions for us they can talk to each other figuring out what games are oh you should try to explain to your dad what a switch is over the podcast yes oh that would be fun (gasps) my dad my dad to be fair owned a game boy and a wii so at least he's not like yeah, but it's like the switches. It's such no, a strange thing to describe to anyone. I feel oh, absolutely. Like. I'm just saying that like he's not starting from zero, but right. he is starting from it's like top what, of his class. The mm-hmm. iPad of Game Boy. It's the iPad it's of Game Boys, <laughs> and it's handheld. And there's also going to be a live action Bleach movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Chelsea says while she's explaining the switch. She's yep. like, it's, uh, it's large and handheld, but also, by the way, there's going to be a live action Bleach. Our last story of the day. <laughs> so there's going to be a live action Bleach movie. Uh, and it actually, I'm looking at the trailer right now, and it looks not as crappy as the, um, the oh anime. gosh, what's that? 
Oh, wow. Shots fired from Lego Frank. I was going to say the Shingeki movie. Oh. Because I did not like <laughs> oh. the CGI that they... In the Attack in the Shingeki movie. movie. No, no. But this looks... They have, like, a big old... What about the... Did you see the Death Note or yeah. the Full Metal Alchemist? <laughs> I didn't see the, the FMA trailer, no. I, wa- I fast-forwarded through most of Death Note just to confirm that uh, the apple scene, or the, the potato chip scene wasn't in it, because potato I needed chip. to be sure. I oh. take a chip. And, and eat, eat it. it. What it's so the good. fuck? It's have from you the not anime. watched Death Note? No, I have totally. I've watched it and read the and read the manga. I it's not in the manga, I don't think, but in the anime, shouldn't be. In there's anything. a really good scene early on where Light is like talking about how he's like has the Death Note and can kill everyone now, and he's just like dramatically takes a chip and he's like, and I'll take a potato chip and eat it. And exactly, it's about that. And it's, it's exactly very funny. like that. Yeah, it's so over dramatic and like the orchestral music is playing. Does anyone have feelings about Bleach? Because I have never actually. This is one manga that I managed to avoid, and an anime that I also managed to avoid. I was obsessed yeah, with it in high school. Well, there you go. It. Obsessed with it in high school. Tell me about your feelings. Um, honestly, like Simone said, at least like so they show a hollow in the trailer and it didn't look that bad i feel like it looks okay i th- i think the casting looks fine obviously it's just more like a teaser really than a trailer mm-hmm. yeah it's like 30 um, seconds long but i mean i think it's pretty cool and i also think it's kind of ridiculous like that some people have had the same reaction to this as um for the fma trailer where they're just like well why isn't why isn't the cast all german this this doesn't make sense this is reverse whitewashing i'm like dude it's what? japanese oh and it God. takes place in a fictional universe and the part where they are actually in germany is the other part that isn't really in the the main world i sound crazy now <laughs> you are fine let's, re- make an, let's make an episode where we explain to our parents what it what subplot of animes <laughs> and oh, what dude, consoles I, are I our it. parents come to the table <laughs> with questions and we answer them Parents Roundtable. Yes. That should be our PAX panel, honestly. <gasps> All right. Oh. Uh, let's have more emails. Do you want? Can you guys want some more emails? Yeah. I yeah. So slurred all of my words together there. I have more drunk. emails. I'll give you more emails. That's your it's musical like game. That. It's called More Emails, starring Allegra Frank. <laughs> more emails. With your weird newscaster voice. <laughs> and furthermore, emails. Game? (laughs) (laughs) Or musical? Emails more of them? (laughs) This is from Haley. Hey, Polly Pals. Thank you for creating such an incredible podcast that makes me feel like I'm just hanging out with my friends and for just being generally rad people. Thank you, Haley. My question for you, is there a game that, if you could go back in time, you would play less of because now you regret some of the time you spent on it? I myself would probably choose either Skyrim because insert common grumpy reason here or the remake of Star Wars Battlefront because it's just not a good game and I wish that I could replace my playtime with just replaying the old PS2 games that I still have. Thanks, Haley. Ooh, I have one. Um, So I reviewed, of my own volition, no one asked me to review this game. I was like, I bought this game. I want to expense it. Please let me review this game. And they said yes, and it was a very long RPG. And I took many days just sitting in my mom's bedroom. I was still living at home then, playing this game to review it. And we sat on edits for like a month. We didn't get the review up until like almost two months after the game came out. Of course, no one read it. There was no point. It, I literally spent like the- 40 hours. I will tell you, it was... Digimon World, God, what is it called? Digimon Cyber Sleuth, whatever that one is, which I thought I really liked for the first 10 hours or 20 hours. And then, and I was telling everyone, oh, it's so good. It's so funny. It's so weird. And then it promptly got extremely bad, Mm -hmm. extremely bad. And I seriously sunk 40 hours in like three days into that game. How did it, what was the change 20 hours in, if you could say? So basically like the story just kind of stopped. Yeah, <laughs> but the game kept the game kept going, so it was just like extremely repetitive, and then like dumb, like puzzles to get to new rooms that were like always the same, and it wasn't hard. It was just like a lot of backtracking, and the game I basically was just playing on autopilot after a while because random encounters you couldn't skip. It was a chore. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I want my forty hours back, please. Chelsea, do you have one? Yeah, I I I will echo. I like your sentiments only briefly because I do agree that like having to play a game for review and then it's something you don't like, it makes it, it's like way worse. Mm-hmm. But I would actually go back and play fewer Windows PC games because I wish I just had 
like played more things on PS1. Like wish I'd played Final Fantasy as a kid instead of playing I don't know, solitaire and listening to whatever <laughs> like mm. whatever I was listening to. You know, just like doing mindless stuff. I wish I'd played more things. Yeah. What about you, Ashley? I want all the hours I spent <clears throat> on Fallout 4. I knew Worst you were going to say Fallout 4. But I thought originally, Allegra, your answer, I thought you were talking about Ever Oasis because I know <laughs> yeah. how much you also hate I that I only game. spent like 10 hours on that <sighs> crap. <laughs> it was so bad. <sighs> or I don't, actually, I blanked that one out. I don't even know. Oh, also the beginning of Assassin's Creed 3. What a terrific waste of time. Mm. <laughs> no, I can't argue with that. You're going to like make me run from like Massachusetts all the way down to like fucking Delaware or some shit. I don't even have a horse. Got to run. Straight on sprinting and <laughs> oh and, my then, God. and then and then uh, you get stuck in this underground Boston tunnel thing. You don't even know. You don't have a map. You just have to blindly get out. What the fuck? You I run. Stop. Yes, I ran from like Concord, Massachusetts, also to like Boston, Massachusetts. That is not a short distance, you guys. And you can't fast travel yet. Fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> wait, you just gave, reminded me of another. Oh, anyway, after that, I didn't play it again, dude. Chelsea, what? I played Mad Max the game. Oh, was it bad? I yes, it was good. No. Oh, it was just like that whole game. No. That I, it's got the aesthetic right. Yeah. And some of the combat is fun because it reminds you a lot of like the Batman Arkham series. So yeah. it's like kind of that style combat. But like basically the whole point of the game is like upgrading your car. And yeah. like you're just doing different quests. You're like, I have to compete in this race so I can break into this city to steal parts for this car so that I can do better in this other race so then I can upgrade more things to my car. Oh. I've, and like everything was about like that, that was the whole crux of the game was like upgrading your car and it, it and with like so many weird like it had a lot of weird glitches and like pop in it's like so many other problems so you're saying you could have just played need for speed hot pursuit yeah i would have i would love to play any other card game or just a good mad max game i i don't know i what you're describing at least sounds interesting to me it, like from a, a theoretical concept, if the game wasn't good, it, the game wasn't good. But like the concept of a weird apocalyptic game that's essentially about upgrading your car, I kind of like. I think it, like to Ashley's point of like she heard it was good. I think this was one of those games that was like very polarizing as mm -hmm. far as I can remember, where people either found it extremely boring or dull or whatever, or thought like, oh, the setting plus like I'm just thinking about cars. vehicles. Horses it, are vehicles also. And it, I love to upgrade them. Horses it, are cars. It was basically a lot of like you'd unlock a new area, you'd have to do activities in that area to then get more points. You could do like get more car stuff. So it was like, oh you have to go through the minefields and find all the mines or like just different it was like by driving over them and blowing up <laughs> No, you had a dog. You had you had a mine no! kind of dog. Blow up the dogs. What happens if you lost? Did it blow up? No, 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 no. Oh, thank God. <sighs> okay, I don't know. I'm kind of interested. Don't <laughs> be so casual about this minefield. Yeah. Yeah, it's a minefield. Uh, this question is from Kaz. After listening to the latest Polygon show, uh, many a while ago, I have the perfect name for Allegra's theoretical brother. <laughs> I don't even remember talking about this. We did talk about it. Whatever, hey. this is great. Okay. Richard, think about it. No, that's my dad's name. No, is that does no, this person I think it's... know that? Oh Dick no, Frank. Dick Frank. Yeah, my dad's name is essentially Dick Frank. Wow, no one there calls him Dick. So Dick Frank Jr. <laughs> Dick Jr. P.S. Naming your children so you can make appendage puns is probably the worst thing I've ever heard a parent doing. Um, Legs, Dick, arms, Frank. Oh, oh, I. I it's a whole body. I. That's a whole body. That's all you need. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is my child. You don't need torso a head. Torso <laughs> No torso. It's, it's way better than, like, femur, Frank, How granular do you go? Like, can I go, like, left nipple DeRoche? I'm picturing only a penis with arms and legs. Oh, my God. That's you can horrible. have twins, and you can name them left nip and right nip. No. <laughs> Those are bad names. It's you would name word. a child nip? Yeah. Nipple. For, it's short for nipple. Nipple? Yeah. <laughs> Nipple <Little>. to Rochefort. <laughs> <laughs> or I could just go with torso. That was my original suggestion. Torso Gosh. to Rochefort. Y'all are so critical. 
Woo. Oh, man. Uh, I do know my mom said if she had a son, she would name him, like, Christopher or something. And when I found that out, I got so mad. Why? I was like, Alexa, Allegra, and Christopher? Are you crazy? <laughs> Why are you so mad? <laughs> Would you have rather it be another A name? I was like, that is so boring, Mom. I'm Allegra, and you're going to go to Christopher next? Damn. I feel like you'd either have to be another A name or a B name. Alan. Alan. I have a relative named Alan. Allegra, Alexa, Alan. Alan. Bryce. Alexander. (laughs) Oh! I had a roommate named Bronte in college, and that's that's my favorite. Like, good name. It's a good ass name. It's one of those names that's very unique without being, I feel like, one that will get the kid made fun of in school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, you can grow to love those names, but we all suffer sometimes (laughs) with our names. Uh, I'm trying to find our next email question, and they're all very, very long. Um, Hold on. Yes, okay. Uh, last question today. This is from Molly. Hey, y'all. I'm a big fan of the show. Thanks for taking the time each week to make it. Smiley face emoji. I know this doesn't happen as often anymore, but several years ago when you pre-ordered a game, sometimes you would get a little bonus item like a keychain, mini poster, lanyard, etc. Or you could get something in the mail for registering a game online. The best items that I received are a little plush keychain of Phoenix Wright for pre-ordering <gasps> Phoenix Wright 3 oh. and an awesome stylus that looked like a clear feather for registering Legend of Zelda <gasps> Phantom Hourglass. Oh. What are your favorite pre-order bonuses? Sincerely, <gasps> Molly. I love this question, Molly. Man. I don't um, think I ever got one. Yeah, Do you have any Allegra? Allegra. Allegra. I used to love pre-ordering games because I liked getting them on launch day and not being worried about it. And I liked pre-order bonuses. So I know Pokemon, with all the ones on DS, you got, like, posters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got, like, a really, really cool uh, – God, which game was it? I think with, like, Omega Ruby or something, it came with a poster with all the Pokemon, like, mm-hmm. one through 300-whatever, I think. And it was, like, a really beautiful poster, actually. and Like, just really colorful and cute. Were um, you- not at Polygon when that came out? No, that was oh, okay. 2014. Um, and I also got like a timeline, maybe the same game actually, yeah. I got a, like a really, again, beautiful timeline of like all the Pokemon games, like with like art and stuff. Um, so yeah, that came with my pre-order. Also sometimes they would give out like Pokemon codes. Um, my favorite random pre-order bonus that I got that I did not expect is there's this game on Wii, and I think it's also on PS Vita and Steam, but um, Little King Story, which is so good. Like, if you like Pikmin, which I actually don't, uh, you would love this <laughs> game. But it's kind of like a real-time strategy game um, slash romance sim where you make people have babies. It's great. Um, and I bought it, and I didn't pre-order it, actually. Um, but it came with a pre-order bonus anyway, which is a really cute stress ball of one of the characters in the game. Um, and I still have that. It's really, really this lovely. This looks hella cute. Chelsea, do you have any? No, but what is the, what was, the, it's it's similar idea. What was the system before my Nintendo, the coins? Club Nintendo? Club Nintendo. Uh, yeah. Sean gave me, redeemed a bunch of his coins for me and gave me the Legend of Zelda 3DS pouch. Oh, cool. That was expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, that's like the only thing. I don't, I didn't pre-order a lot of games or I don't remember, I can't remember a specific bonus that. Yeah, this isn't what I did for games, but related, uh, when I used to buy a lot of K-pop albums, there would be, like, the best shit that you could get for pre-ordering them. Like, there would be posters, there would be photo cards of the members of the group. And I love that. Like, I love anything that, I guess, gives value to the physical things, since Mm -hmm. that's something you have Mm -hmm. to carry around with you for the rest of your life if you want to keep it. Um, and then I put all those things on the walls of my bedroom and was made fun of because uh, I was in college. Uh, <laughs> I think that is really that is my favorite part about pre-order bonuses mm-hmm. too. And I think as uh, Molly sort of was getting at, like they still exist. It's just that they're all digital now, right? Like it's always like mm. some DLC that or you like new skins to. or something, new yeah, outfits, cosmetic yeah, stuff. Cosmetic like cosmetic stuff. stuff. But yeah, I remember the days where you would get like a poster. Or I want a keychain. I don't want a skin that I'll never use. I want a keychain. Yeah, right. I love that stuff. Keychains. I feel like the new pre-order bonuses that are physical things now are like Kickstarter rewards, which I don't necessarily advocate backing Kickstarters, but like. Mm-hmm. That's 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 feeling like the replacing the same space or used to. Mm-hmm. 
All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Polygon Show. If you would like your emails to be read on the show, you can send them to polygonshow at polygon.com. Uh, and, of course, we mentioned last week, I believe, we will have a panel at PAX East. It will be at 6 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, so if you are going to PAX East, stop by and see us talk with our faces on a stage instead of into your ears directly on a podcast. And if you would like to submit a question for our lightning rounds, you can tweet them to hashtag Polygon Show. We'll see them. We'll curate them. We'll love them. Thank you so much to everyone who does do those things. Uh, it makes the show super fun for us. And if you haven't rated the show on Apple Podcasts yet, uh, go ahead and do that. Or tell a friend about it, and then they will be able to share the joy with you. Maybe they're going to PAX East, and they'd like to know what, what we're about. Maybe they'd like to come see our panel. I'd Let just them know. like to add that we're almost at 666 reviews on Apple Podcasts, <gasps> so I'm just saying. That's really important. Oh. Yeah, and that if we get to 666 reviews, Stop that'll be it. the last time that you'll ever hear me ask for reviews. Mm -hmm. It won't be. I have to do it every week. But you should absolutely get us to 666, baby! All right, thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been The Polygon Show. Polygon Show.